Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 7. Here's Pastor Ryan. A part of it that Aristotle said it was that it was natural because it was so prevalent and part of society. They said that they, some historians say that one third of the population of the ancient world was under slavery. You think about um, what's going on in California today with the reparations that this governor is trying to to do. It's supposed to cost $800 billion and $120 million dished out to every descendant of a slave. Slavery has always been around. That's the truth of the word of God. That's the truth of this world. It's always been around. Name the culture. Name the country. When Columbus uh, landed in uh, in the Bahamas, the Carib Indians were, were enslaving their Indian neighbors and eating some of them. When Cortez landed in Mexico, all the tribes around the Aztecs were more than happy to help the Spaniards conquer Montezuma. Because Montezuma had lines six miles long of human sacrifices that he took from the local tribes around them. They were petrified of the Aztecs. The American Indian, too, isn't exempt from this. They, they enslaved each other, some tribes, and, and some of the Spaniards had to escape from them. You think of the Muslim religion. You think about how, for centuries, uh, explorers feared sailing certain parts of the world because if they got caught by the Moors or whomever, they would be enslaved. The word slave comes from the Slavs, right? Uh, Slovenian people where over, you know, millions of them were taken into slavery by the Muslims. It's been going around forever. So it's not an American phenomenon. What is an American phenomenon is how we fought in this country to abolish it. Think about it. First, it was Great Britain in 1833. They abolished it. They were the first. And they paid the landowners money. That, 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 that's how they avoided a civil war. The French followed suit in 1848. The Americans said, nah, we'll just kill each other to end it, which is, which is a beautiful thing. And I commend the 300,000 Union soldiers who fought to abolish it. Think about that. They abolished it. Things weren't perfect. Afterwards, obviously, you had Jim Crow laws and you had the 60s civil rights. All that stuff was worth fighting for. But they have demonized America like slavery is an American thing when it was a world thing, guys. It was a world thing. Not to mention, you know, the, the, the Jews in, in Egypt in our Bibles. You know, that's 400 years, man. You know, let the truth of the scriptures lead your way of thinking. 
God tells us there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither free nor slave, there's neither woman nor male. We are one in Christ Jesus. So the Bible doesn't condone slavery. But the Bible gives us the gospel and its main ethic is to love God and to love your brother. Slavery cannot last with the gospel because the gospel says to love our brother. You can't love him if you're dominating over him. You see, Jesus preached and did miracles and was crucified during the Roman Empire where there was slaves as part of the society. Most of them were... were um, domesticated slaves. So in-home kind of thing going on. But uh, he he did not stop slavery when he came because his goal was to save us from the slavery of sin, the bondage, you see. If If he can win a man's heart, then he can change society. You see, he can change society. I was in Independence Hall with a Stomach full of uh, late night cheese steaks. <laughs> I know Benjamin Franklin lived here somewhere. Let's go find his pad. <laughs> so we just we found it. Independence halls. It was great. Man, they had one guard, one guard for that whole independent. People can just burn that place down. There's no respect. The whole thing was all about slavery. They just turned the whole thing into that negative thing. And I don't mind it if they just share on the way the world was and how this would lead to that and this and that. The gospel would lead to changing men's hearts so much so that they would abolish slavery. The Declaration of Independence, you think about it, it's so beautiful when they wrote to separate from the crown, right? They said, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's a declaration of independence. We're at Independence Hall. That's it. That They wrote that beautiful, where does that come from? That comes from the Lord. You know that God made us equal. And gave us unalienable rights. We have rights given to us by God, not by man, by God. The forefathers were preaching that to the crown. This is why we're separating. Because God. And that document would lead to, during Lincoln's time, well, we can't be hypocrites. You can't say that in the Declaration of Independence and, and us carry on with slavery. So the, that their own writing helped inspired them to make reforms. She took their muskets and you know what they did, face to face, and fought and abolished it. Because you can't have the Declaration of Independence and still have slavery. You can't have the gospel and still have slavery. God's just super smart, and this stuff is above my head. And like David said, I, I, you know, I don't, what does he say about things too profound for me? Like I just, it's a lot of info, right? But it's necessary because he mentions slaves. 
In Revelation 18, talks about Mystery Babylon being destroyed in the future. And I personally believe that it's the United States, that when the rapture happens, that's why the United States isn't in prophecy. When the rapture happens, I just think they're going to they're gonna destroy this country for its wickedness, judgment. And then they're going to go and Ezekiel 38, Israel, without us being here to support them. And God will help Israel. But in Revelation 18, this is what it says. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her. For no one buys their merchandise anymore, merchandise of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen and purple, silk and scarlet, every kind of citron wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of most precious wood, bronze, iron and marble, and cinnamon and incense, fragrant oil and frankincense, wine and oil, fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, and listen to this, and bodies and souls. Of men. The human trafficking today is being exposed like never before to our both. Thank you, God, that it's being exposed, but to our dismay that people are so wicked that they are selling children for sexual exploits all over the world in this country. One CIA retired agent said that it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an industry of, of, of millions and millions, if not billions of dollars that pour into the United States uh, uh, economy, the slave enslavement of children. The Ukraine was the main place for, for human trafficking. The main place, they say, in all the world. Think about it. So slavery is alive and well. Jesus is coming to deal with all that. But if you can be made free, Paul says, be free. Use it. For he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freed man. Likewise, he who is called while free is Christ's slave. And again, you got to read this with the context of the people that he's speaking to at the time. It was so engraved. For thousands and thousands of years, this was the way of life. But he's just saying, use your vocation. And as terrible as it sounds, yes, even their slavery, to be a witness for the gospel. Be a witness for the gospel. And uh, for he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freedman. Likewise, he who is called while free is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. I love that. If we're free, we're still the Lord's slave, right? Uh, with the Hebrews, it was if, you know, they could not uh, have a, they could serve each other, servanthood, kind of like, like a slave. For seven years, I think the year of, uh, of the Sabbath year, they would have to release them. Or the year of Jubilee as well, the 50th year. So, uh, um, what's my point? <laughs> they would be freed. We've been freed by the Lord. We are the Lord's freed men and women. 
And it says here, do not become slaves of men. In other words, God saved us to think for ourselves. God saves, saved us so that we can learn his word and have a biblical worldview on everything. No longer am I, oh, why? CNN told me. The media told me. My professors told me. I would only listen to them. But they're from Harvard, even more so. Where did all of this boldness come from against being brainwashed from the world? It's because Jesus has set us free. We're not of this world. We're not going to let the culture try to tell us how to believe. Our governor is lost. I mean, like that, what are you, what are you trying to do? The reparations? The Bible teaches us that children are not responsible for the sins of their parents. And that parents are not responsible for the sins of their children. That each person is responsible for their own sin. So how are you going to make people today pay $800 billion in taxes for sins of generations ago? That is unjust. Jesus said, because the lack of justice, the love of many will grow cold. And that's exactly what the left wants. They want the love of many to be cold. They want, they want division in our country. It brings upon hatred and, 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 and division. My goodness. We don't want anyone to be singled out. Because God says we're one in him. We're one in him. I think that's why I went to Costa Mesa when I, right after I got saved. When I became a Christian, I was at Golden Springs and Diamond Bar. But through my spiritual mom and my work in Orange County, I ended up at Costa Mesa. And at that time, it was a Republican capital of California, conservative, so they started stealing the ballots and stuffing them. Now it's a healthy blue county. <laughs> Nothing to see here, right? But I thought, man, they'll never accept me there. They'll never like me there. My people and their people don't mix. That's what I thought 20-some years ago. And I just got saved. I thought, man, you know. The Lord's like, you know, you need to stop thinking outside your box. Because we were browning down in Almani, and God's like, you know, you know what? It, my kingdom and my family is bigger than your little world, Ryan. So I went over there, and I, you know what they did. They loved my socks off. That's what they did. They loved me like Jesus, and I learned, wow, his, his family is multicultural, multi-everything, and we're one in Christ. I had to go. I was there for four years. Got a wife out of it. <laughs> but my thinking wasn't free until Christ freed me. You know? My godmother, my Nina, she said to me one time, but mijo, what about our people? Like that. Because all of a sudden I believe in borders. The Bible says that he created the nations. 
He made the borders, the Lord. That way he can judge every nation individually accordingly. Mexico will deal with its sins before the throne of God, so will the United States. God made the nations. By the way, Nina, do you lock your door? And you know, the, the pad that she had in Tijuana, and you know how they do in Tijuana for any of my Tijuana brothers and sisters that are here. Maybe, maybe not. You know how they cut the bottles and they glue them so that people don't jump the fence? You guys, you know, you, yeah, right? They cut the bottle, right? The sharp edge, they, then they glue the bottom part down so the, you know, isn't that a border? I mean, is that racist or what? You know? You don't love your people or what? Just let them come in and take all your stuff. <laughs> it's just like the common sense is like not common because the enemy has blinded so many people. But the sun makes us free. Makes us free. Now we gotta go all incognito. We have to, we have to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves when we try to sneak bikes into Mexico. It ain't easy. They popped us last week bringing that stuff in here. Show me, show me your passport. You know? Uh, it'll cost 250 bucks to bring these bikes into Mexico. You know what I'm saying? Have you traveled the world? Can you just go into any country? Passports, please. Passports. You can't, you know, that's just the world. But the media demonizes. We love our people according to the cult our cultures. We love and want what's best for them. We're not sellouts, but we just see things differently. We see like, man, our, our, my, our, our people according to our culture, boy, do they need the gospel. Boy, have the churches let them down and not teach them the truth because they're blinded by the media and the devil. So anyways, I think it's time to eat. Uh, do not be slaves of men, brethren. Let each one remain with God in the state in which he was called. Now concerning virgins, I have no commandment from the Lord, yet I give judgment as one whom the Lord in his mercy has made trustworthy. I suppose, therefore, that this is good because of the present distress, that it is good for a man to remain as he is. And so Paul says, like, to the virgins, to those who are not married, you know, it's best to stay in the single state because of the distressing times. It is distressing times. It is There is persecution that is uh, happening around the world because of our faith. Amen? Right? There's persecution. And all of us, when we are, when we come to the Lord... All of us, when we have children, I should say, become vulnerable, right? We become vulnerable when we have children, right? Now we're, we're not just concerned for ourselves. We're concerned for our children, right? If you're persecuted when you're single, you can deal with it. But when you have kids, oh boy. And that's why the Lord, when he was speaking about uh, the end times in Matthew 24, he says, woe to, to you who are pregnant at that time and are, are nursing children at that time right i mean it, because it's it's easier to deal with persecution 
as a single person. And that's why he's saying, because of the distresses, it is good for a man to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be loose. Are you loose from a wife? Do not seek a wife. But even if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. Nevertheless, such will have trouble in the flesh, but I would spare you. So Paul says, I guess there's trouble in marriage. He says, why would he ever say that, us married people? Is there trouble? Hmm? Two, two sinful, saved Christians under one roof? What can go wrong? You know, God forbid you don't read the word that day. And it's like, man, Jesus, who? It can be difficult, but not impossible. We walk in the spirit. But this I say, brethren, the time is short so that from now on, even those who have wives should be as though they had none. Now, this isn't uh, uh, the license to, to abandon your wife, your spouse in your service to the Lord. But it's unique how in the Lord, when we walk in the Spirit, someone from the outside can look in on your marriage. They can look at Clarissa and I and think, man, their whole life is the church. It's actually not. It seems that way because God is good. And and by His grace, we're trying to walk in the Spirit. So it looks like, man, all they do is serve the Lord. No, no, no. We have all kinds of fun in our homes, with our children. We enjoy the life God has given us. You know, render to each other the attention due to one another. We, it just seems like, my goodness, the church is everything. And that's the way it should look. Not that we abandon our, our marriage and not render affection and joy and hanging out and that's our responsibility too but as you walk in the spirit as a married couple it sure does look like you spend a lot of time in that place yeah we do but we also have a lot of fun because god is good so not abandoned but may it seem as if you guys don't talk because you're always no we do It says here, um, those who weep as though they did not weep, those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice, those who buy as though they did not possess, and those who use this world as not misusing it, for the form of this world is passing away. But I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried, this is a single, single people, he who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord. And maybe that brings conviction to some of you who are single. Is your care about how you can please the Lord or is your care about how you can hook up? I remember, true story, single, four years single. I was going to the, the missions trips to Mexico. I was going to them back then. You know, we've been married 20 years. So 20 years ago, I was going to Mexico. And I was just dying for a wife. Dying. You know, but she was not around yet. My pastor said, Ryan, you're serving the Lord. You're going to these missions trips. And that's a great thing. Keep being busy about serving the Lord as you are. And he will bring her to you and she'll be willing to be right there in the work that you are doing for the Lord. So it's like, <laughs> within six months, man, I'm on a honeymoon. 
because he was right. Well, less trying to figure out, hooking up, just serve the Lord, pray to the Lord, have accountability, and he'll make it happen if it's his will for your life. But worry about being holy and caring about the Lord's things. Amen? Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We do thank you for the instruction we receive from your word. We ask that we would be doers of it, not just hearers of it. Father, I pray for everyone in this room, everyone who is listening, who may be watching. I pray that if there's somebody here who has not surrendered their life to Jesus, that they would at this moment. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We adore.